0: And how you live in Austin Cunningham and Justin trees coming to you today with another great episode of talking to football We're gonna start off with tree civia. Davin cook is wanting a lot of money. Is he worth it? We'll talk about it uh, Who would you rather on running backs and going into the last year of the contract and then going off of what we did last episode? Ranking each division by their offense defense and special teams for the AFC and NFC North You got all that here today on the episode of talking football before we get into it, though, my man,
1: Treese, Justin Treese, how you doing? How you living, bub? Doing great, dude. I'm just chilling, living my best life. Uh, I've decided to spend my uh, my free time looking at a whole bunch of numbers and cranking down on some stats, and I'm actually doing projections for the top three to four running backs for every single team. So by the when it's all said and done, I'm going to be looking and... Uh, doing projections for basically like 200 running backs. So um, I'm excited for it to be done. I'm about seven teams done. I'm trying to be done by the 20th. And then we may do some little game on this podcast of it's called Austin tear apart Teresa's projections and see what, what do you think is accurate? What do you don't? And then by the end of the season, kind of see how it goes. So I'm excited. (laughs) Well, as As much as your hard
0: work is appreciated, it's going to make me feel even worse when you want me to tear it down on purpose. Uh, I am going to feel bad, but I can't wait. You know, Your hard work is is very much appreciated. Uh, That's a lot of you time, it sounds like, looking at all the numbers.
1: Uh, It is. My my, my wife just feeds me tequila while I'm doing it, so that probably doesn't help my projections. Maybe I get a little too uh, nice with some, but I don't know. We'll find out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you're gonna
0: have oh yeah for sure we're gonna notice it when you get like a third string running back on a team with a super uh, yeah okay I, yeah. I can't wait to kind of figure out and be like was this tequila talking or was this your mind and you're gonna yeah. be like
1: i don't know <laughs> uh, yeah so all right well let's just get into true then so this is something that i don't make up the stats on these are just facts straight facts let's see if you can figure it out so since 2016 so that would be three seasons Four seasons, sorry. 16, 17, 18, 19. So four seasons total. Who are the top five quarterbacks with the most wins against teams that finished with 10-plus wins in a season, and how many do they have?
0: Okay, so say that again. 2016, four
1: seasons. For the last four seasons. We'll just start off – let's break it up into two just so it's not confusing. Who has – which quarterback has the most wins against teams that they faced that ended up with 10-plus wins in that season?
0: Okay. Um, Were any of these quarterbacks drafted after this year? Uh,
1: They were all drafted in 2016 or earlier. So they are all in the last four years. Yes. So they all played in those full four years. Meaning um, Patrick Mahomes will not be in this exactly. because he doesn't have – he's just not eligible, right? Because he doesn't have – he didn't have enough chances,
0: basically. Yep. I mean I'm assuming he's going to be close no matter what just from that time period. Um, But Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott, top from 2016.
1: So Carson Wentz is in the top five. He's number two on the list.
0: Right here. Number two? Holy smokes.
1: Tom Brady's
0: gotta be on there.
1: He's number one.
0: Um Aaron Rodgers.
1: He is not on the list. Wow, Big Ben.
0: Not Has on the list. Has he been even list. playing enough? Okay.
1: Uh Drew Brees. He's number five on the list.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, so from two thousand sixteen on. Um Russell Wilson.
1: He's number 3 on the list. Okay. Um
0: and I'm just going to throw a random one like Eli Manning. No. No. Um I just threw that out there just because, you know, just retired. Um Let me stay in divisions. Matt Ryan. No. Okay, Cam Newton. Nope. Hugh Stafford. No, nope. hasn't played enough. That is true. Um, let's Philip Rivers. Good guess, but no. Damn. Uh, Andrew Just Luck? Cool. Would he be on there, even though he retired?
1: Uh, he is not on the list. But this player's in the NFC to help you out.
0: I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, NFC North. No, let's go NFC South. I've already said Drew Brees. I've already said Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Buccaneers, LOL. Um, let's go NFC East. We already got Carson Wentz. You said no to Dak. Eli Manning was a no. The Redskins, LOL. So that means we're only left with the West, which we have Russell Wilson, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Really? Of course, it's the last freaking division I leave.
1: Yeah. Okay. So those you said we got the top five. How many do you think Tom Brady has? How many wins in the last four years against teams that finished with 10-plus wins?
0: I'm honestly going to say it's probably not very much. Yeah, so take a guess. But he is number one, so I guess that would be on 12? 11. Really? Yeah. Wow.
1: Number I'm, two, proud of that. Carl- yes. I'm
0: very, very proud of that guess.
1: Me too. Uh, I thought you were gonna go way higher. I thought you were gonna say somewhere in the 20s. I thought I felt like I was super low. That's I was willing I mean, to get roasted by it. But if you think about it, there's not that many teams that finish with 10 plus wins every year. Like it just exactly. doesn't happen. So with Carson Wentz, let's say nine. Exactly.
0: Okay. Uh, Jared Goff at number three. What's that? Seven. Russell Wilson's number three. Oh, he was. So Jared Goff was four. That makes sense. Okay, Russell Wilson. Yeah,
1: I'd say seven, seven, eight. Uh, I misspoke, so I'm just going to not try to trick you. He he was tied with Wentz, so he had nine as well.
0: Where'd this come from, this grace of kindness in this type of moment?
1: Let's be honest. My wife's not listening at this point. She says sometimes I'm – I'm too blunt on these and I try to, and I purposely try to get you to fail. So I'm just trying to be a different man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to grow as we grow.
0: <laughs> hey, that can be appreciated just a tad bit. Um, I don't think you're being harsh though. I think the bluntness, um, is something I guess I just need to get used to. I guess I've, maybe I've been receiving that poorly. So I apologize. Jasmine, I am okay. I do appreciate your concern though. Uh, But for the remaining quarterbacks here, number four is going to be Jared Goff. So I'm going to say he probably has seven. Maybe eight. 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 Yep. Wow. So Drew Brees – let's say Drew Brees is seven. He is seven. Seven. Lucky number seven. All right. You got to love that. So since 2016, quarterbacks within the last four seasons – to have the most wins with against teams at the end of the year with 10-plus wins. Tom Brady has 11. Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson have 9. Jared Goffett has surprising number 8. And then Drew Brees with 7. Yes. Good list. It's an all-right list. I guess that makes sense on why all these guys are in contention for the highest-paid
1: quarterbacks in the league. Yes, exactly, and it's just interesting to see because Wentz and Goff, that their years was 2016, that was their rookie years, so uh, it just shows that they have had some major success even with Wentz's injuries and Goff's very, very, very poor performance last year.
0: Absolutely. Um. So that was a good trivia right there. What else? This next topic here, uh, I think one. That surprised us. We were kind of like, dang it, we just missed this. We we finished recording the last episode. This, of course, comes in as an update following directly afterwards. Uh, Dalvin Cook wants up to $13 million a year and uh, is willing to hold out if need be for next year. Um, I guess it makes sense on willing to hold out because you're worried about getting injured again since you've been injured so much. But in turn, that also kind of means how are in the world are you going to ask for $13 million If you haven't even played a full season yet.
1: Yeah, that's that's I think the toughest part, right, is that he literally has not played a full season in his first two seasons. Yep. So, um, well, that's 13 million. It, It started out as like 15 million. It was like Zeke Elliott money. And then he's lowered it to thirteen million, basically saying he wants the David Con uh David Johnson contract, which was three years, thirty nine million, thirteen million uh per average with I think it was something like thirty million guaranteed or something like that. So basically almost all of it guaranteed. Uh you're you're looking at ten to ten and a half million each year guaranteed, and then you have to basically earn by being on the team the other two and a half million each year. Yeah. So that's what he's looking for. That will put him, and you know that they would find a way to make it. So it's just over $39 million to make it. So it's more than David Johnson money. So he would be the fourth highest paid running back. He'd be behind McCaffrey's new contract, Zeke's new contract from last year, and then Bell's contract from last year. So that, those are the three running backs he would be ahead of. And he would obviously get to be paid way more than – who's the other guy? Who's next? Sorry, I'm looking at the last – Derrick Henry because of his franchise tag. He is next on the list. And then everybody else is less than that. Those are the only five, sorry, those are five, those are the five running backs that will earn more than $5 million or sorry, five, more than $10 million next year.
0: So I mean that that kind of gives you a question mark then of is he worth that? And then when Nick Chubb, you know, is up time for a contract, What's, what's he looking at? Because he's going to go, hey, I'm actually sitting here playing. I'm you know at top of the league in rushing contention, and I'm playing a whole season. Yeah. I need more than Dalvin Cook. And so now you're going to see the running back market go up if Dalvin Cook somehow gets granted this contract, which honestly I don't think is a good idea for the organization. And I feel like as the player, you should probably realize that as well. And I mean that as nice as possible because I do think these guys – deserve to get paid and they do to make this they do deserve to make this amount of money you know if you're playing but i say this all the time the best ability is availability and if you ain't available how in the hell are you wanting 13 million a year to play half a season
1: yep and then at, right after that then you're gonna have saquon
0: oh excuse me for getting saquon yeah.
1: No but you're right though, but Chubb is going to be first though, because he was not a first round pick, so he doesn't get the fifth year option that you know the Giants are going to pick up. So uh so Saquon is gonna be right after Chubb. So you were right. But like that's the thing is like if Dalvin goes, then it's gonna be Chubb and then it's going to be Saquon. So I guess here's a fun question. We didn't think about this. Out of those three, name the order and what you're willing to pay. Who you're willing to pay first. Saquon, those- Chubb, and then Kirk. Cook. I'm the same.
0: I mean, I don't know how you would be not that. I mean, Saquon Barkley is a – if he stays healthy – I mean, dude, he had a a high ankle sprain. That's like multiple weeks on – you know, plus five weeks is what they were saying.
1: Dude's back in two. Yeah. Yeah. And then the year before that, he had 2,000 all-purpose yards as a rookie. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Minnesota is going to do there. Um they love Madison behind him. You wonder if at some point they just say, maybe it's just not worth it.
0: I mean, yeah, honestly might. I mean, you might have to deal with the situation of you let a running back. That's been injury prone go. And he ends up in a good situation for what a year or two. And then you get a running back. That's going to be cheaper and might match his pro- productivity year in and year out. If they're playing a full season.
1: Yeah, I, I guess right, but I mean Galvin is a very good player. Like all the all, oh. all said and done, he's a very good player. And I know you're not saying that, but like it's just hard to like what he did for that team. But like now it's like, is it because you had two awesome threats on the outside and Theo? And I know Theo and missed time, but then you and Diggs. But now you don't have Diggs. What is he gonna do when maybe a safety can always be up in the box now because they don't have to worry about Diggs? Like the, I know, and again I know they have Justin Jefferson now, but. Justin Jefferson's more of a slot guy. Like, even for as big as he is, he's more of a slot receiver. He played something like 88% of his snaps in college from the slot. So it's gonna be interesting to see how all this plays out. Um you said this a couple episodes ago about somebody else, but um agents need to speak up and be like, hey, maybe this maybe I was wrong. Maybe I hyped you up a little too much, like to yourself. Like you're not holding out. Like when was the last time that it was good for somebody? And don't say Zeke. Like, like sure, sure it worked out for Zeke, but that's, cause Jerry that, that's exactly. because of Jerry I mean, Jones. That's exactly because of Jerry
0: Jones. That's exactly why.
1: Yeah. So, oh man, it's gonna be interesting this play out though. Um, it's going to be fun. Um, when it's all said and done, I bet he shows up in August, ready to go, and just says, "All right, let's do this."
0: I mean, at least you hope so, especially with Corona and everything going on um, in today's world. Let's have this one less thing we have to worry about or even think about when it comes time to playing ball. Uh, Let's go ahead and get into our next topic, though. You have it listed here, so I'm going to let you lead into it since this is your idea.
1: Yeah, so I just started thinking because Dalvin's getting um, on the last year of his contract and whatnot, like let's talk about players that are going to be on their last – last part of their contract and figure out like what running backs or even though there are some really good running backs uh, coming out of the draft this year, there's still a lot of really good running backs starting running backs that are going to be free agents next year. So I just wanted to name some off and then just have us go through them and just be like, all right, where do we think, do we think that they stay on their team or not? So we'll start off Dalvin cook. Do you think he's a Viking in 2021? If
0: he goes lower on price, yes. There's He's not getting paid $30 a year, though. Aaron Jones with the Packers. I think you have to. Even though you drafted that Dylan kid out of Boston College, you finally have yourself a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield um, and can keep underweight and provide valuable reps and plays for your team. I think it would be very, very silly of the Green Bay Packers to let him walk.
1: Agreed. Derrick Henry with the
0: Titans. I mean, damn, at this point, you you really you don't know because it seems like every year we go, hey, he's probably not going to match up to what he did last year, and he does even better. This dude has been running the ball over and 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 over. Every game since high school, he did in high school, he did in college, and he's doing the NFL. And somehow, Mister Tree Trunk's legs turns into powerful branches, and he just glides down the freaking field past everybody, except when you get to the AFC Championship, and you know Daniel Sorensen says, "Oh wha pa!" Right along the left sideline, and Austin Cunningham's jumping up and down. That's me as the Chiefs make the way to the Super Bowl. But back to the point, Derrick Henry. All that, no. Okay. Because so I think have, he's playing so well due to a contract year. I think once he gets paid, it's going to be like, hey, maybe we kind of just tone this down a bit. I would like some longevity in my career instead of, you know, having a very good four year of four years of production and then just not doing so well.
1: Okay, Leonard Fournette
0: with the Jaguars. So originally I would say yes, but as much as you shit on him. And you've pointed out how he hasn't actually been a very good running back. I have to question it. I mean, that one's just going to be a question mark because it's honestly different uh, in perspective because of you. So I can't give you an honest answer on that. That is a question mark. Okay. The answer is no. Uh,
1: Joe Mixon with the Bengals.
0: I think so. Yeah. He – I. we didn't even talk about him with the Dalvin Cook situation a little bit ago. He might be in discussion for one of the high-paid running backs in the NFL, and honestly, deservedly so. Um,
1: I think Would he's going to do pretty good. Dalvin Cook or Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon. Me too, and not close actually. Even though I love Joe, I love Dalvin Cook, but Joe Mixon is so good. Okay, yep. Alvin Kamara. Yes, I mean. Yes. yeah. Agreed. Kenyon Drake with Arizona.
0: I mean, dude, he had a heck of a year last year once he was traded, you know, and I, you. I'm i going to go ahead and take the praise on predicting that, that he would do good in a new setting and a new offense and, you know, getting to be a vocal point for a bit. And my answer is going to be yes, because I think Arizona is going to realize what we have here um, is working. Let's just build on it and continue to build on our defense and our offensive line, because it looks like you got running backs. You have receivers now. Build the offensive line on that defense, and baby, you're competing in the West at a very high level with Kyler Murray.
1: Okay. Uh, what about Todd Gurley?
0: No. Nope. I think Atlanta just runs him into the ground for one year. I think they just run, 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 and they go, Yeah, knee issues are coming back up. It ain't working out. We're moving on. And you hate to see it. You really do hate to see that for Todd Gurley.
1: Yeah, that that's a tough one. Uh, I could see him staying in Atlanta, but, um, that's fair. Okay. James Conner with Pittsburgh.
0: I think I'm just going to say yes. I'm going to stick with yes. I'm going to assume Pittsburgh. I'm going to assume Pittsburgh uh, likes what he can do and what he's able to do. Um, in that offense, it really just kind of comes down to, can he stay healthy? He dealt with it a little bit last year. Um, I think he'll be fine, but what they have going in Pittsburgh, I think is working for them though.
1: Yeah, that's fair. The injury, it is a concern for him, but like you said, he is he's great when he's on the field. Uh, they did draft Anthony McFarlane from Maryland this year, so that'll be interesting. Yes, that's who what it was. Yeah, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um, all right, next one, near and dear to your heart, Damian Williams. No, yeah. Gone. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to
0: come in and take that job. You don't draft a running back in the first round if you're Kansas City after winning a Super Bowl to just keep the same running back. Unless Clyde Edwards Hilaria just shits the bed, I don't see it
1: happening. So you don't think that he would stay on even as the backup?
0: No, because, I mean, I think he's earned himself, like, a bigger payday. Like, I think he's earned the opportunity to go play somewhere and potentially be, you know, a competing back and, you know, a back-by-committee type team. Or you're in a situation where you need a running back that has experience and you're in between, and he's going to be the guy. Like, we've seen him numerous times show the ability to break tackles, stay upright, you know, a good – center of gravity near the end zone and get himself in the end zone. And that's ultimately what matters at that position. So Damian Williams, I feel like, is an exceptional person at that. He just doesn't get the credit with that offense and Patrick Mahomes there.
1: Yeah. Best will route runner of a running back there is in the NFL.
0: You better freaking believe it.
1: So what about Tariq Cohen?
0: Man, that's a tough one. That's Because it's what do the Bears want to do with David Montgomery? How is that going? How do you want to use Tariq? You know, how do you want to use Cohen? Do you want him to stay in that Tyreek Hill type of role? Um, or is he just primarily going to be a running back? But I don't think the Bears offense is fully built yet on what Nicky wants. I don't know if he'll get that opportunity to build it the way he wants, uh, depending on how next season goes with Mitchell Trubisky. And if that offense just, you know, shits the bed once more, that's kind of where I think you're at with Cohen on if he should remain in Chicago. It just It's going to depend on the offense, the coach, and his role in that offense.
1: Okay. Uh, there's four more. I'm not going to play the game with you because I think I know the answers, and I'll just talk, with, walk, talk them through with you. Marlon Mack, I'm going to assume no because they ended up going with JT, Jonathan Taylor, um, so I'm going to assume that. Uh, Chris Carson with the Seahawks, I'm going to assume is a yes because they haven't really gone after another running back um, after Rushad Penny was a flop in the first round. Uh, Jamal Williams if you're saying yes to Aaron Jones, it's got to be Jamal Williams has to be out, right? I'm mm-hmm. assuming you're not saying on three. And then actually this one is interesting. Matt Breida. Now with the, He's with now Miami, with the Dolphins, right? Now with the yeah. Dolphins sitting behind Jordan Howard.
0: Um, you know, that's really just going to kind of depend. Uh, this is his opportunity to show I can be the number one back. You know he's not going to be coming in and surprising people. This is truly his opportunity to take the job from Jordan Howard. Uh, that's a that's a good question mark though. That's it. I don't know. Him and Howard might be a great one-two punch, and if that's the case, it's going to be pretty exciting for Miami and what they're building there. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I just named 16 what I consider. Uh, maybe not Jamal Williams. Maybe Marlon Max a little bit and Cohen. I named at least fourteen very very solid running backs, and I actually didn't even talk about Kareem Hunt either.
0: Uh, that's, I mean, it just you know you're gonna no, get stop. you know that's gonna be a PR nightmare for a little bit if you decide to make that move.
1: It is. So all I'm saying is there's going to be mass. I think there's going to be massive changes at the starting running back position next year. Yep. Like more so than kind of how we all felt about what, quarterbacks this year. That's how we're gonna feel about running backs next year.
0: One hundred percent. One hundred percent agree with that. So good little part there. Some good questionnaire. Let's get into the heart of today's episode. We are going to be ranking the AFC and NFC North divisions by their offense, defense and special teams. One, two, three and four, because there's four teams per division. In case you didn't know that you are welcome on the lesson. Let's start with the AFC offense, defense and special teams for the AFC North. Uh, I don't know how you go any different. Baltimore. Baltimore Ravens. Clean sweep. Actually, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to put the Cleveland Browns for the offense in that division. You look at their offense on paper, at every position, the Cleveland Browns are better.
1: Okay. I'm going clean sweep with the the Ravens, offense, defense, and special teams. Second place, I do have the Browns um, for offense. And then I have the Steelers for defense and special teams. I agree with that,
0: but my offense is going to be flipped with Baltimore at number two. Now here comes the race for last between the Detroit lions and the Pittsburgh Steelers, not the Detroit lions, Cincinnati Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals looking already at the North uh, for the NFC Cincinnati Bengals. You're probably going to put them last just on everything. It's them. So for me, um, I'm going to go Steelers. I can't do that. Yikes, I cannot do that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so offense, offense. I'm going to go Steelers. This is for third. I confused the shit out of myself. I apologize. So for offense on third place, I'm going to go Steelers. Defense, um, I'm going to go Cleveland. And then special teams, I'll go Cleveland as well. Just because I don't think Cincinnati. Yeah, then I'm fine. Yeah, Cincinnati's last on everything. Okay, I was good. I don't know how I confused myself. I, I did. I did. I kept thinking Lions.
1: So um, I actually am swapping. So I agree with offense. Your offense of uh, Bengals there. Uh, I actually have the Bengals defense as third, and then the Browns as fourth.
0: Really? Yeah. I. Just Dude, because we've talked they finally about spent I, money this offseason?
1: I love what they've done with their defense. I love their defensive line. We talked about how their we, main weakness, weakness was at one of the safety spots, which they ended up taking uh, Vaughn Bell in the free agency. And then linebackers, they took a lot of athletic guys, the kid from uh, Wyoming, and then the guy from Appalachian State. So, like, I actually like what they're doing. And uh, the Browns, they lost Joe Schobert in the middle of the field. They lost uh, Kirksey in the middle of the field. So, for me, it's like – Yes, you have some good some good defensive linemen, especially obviously Garrett's the best, and then you have guys like Denzel Ward at cornerback. Uh, but overall, I actually think that the Bengals and you're talking about on paper, right? Like that was your big thing for the offense for the Browns. On paper, I think that the Bengals defense is better than the Browns defense. So I will take the Bengals number three and then the Browns four on defense. Damn, those were some solid points, and
0: I want to change my mind, but I can't because I'm going to keep my foot down. So let's go ahead and move on to the NFC North here.
1: Um, Offensive-wise, who do you got? My number one team on offense in this division is the Detroit Lions. Get the fuck out of here. Please explain. All right, where do I start? So last year, out of these teams— the Minnesota Vikings averaged 353 yards per game. 353. Detroit Lions averaged 347. That's seven less yards. Uh, it actually ends up being about seven and a half less yards per game. That's when the Minnesota Vikings had Stefan Diggs. They had a Dalvin Cook who had a career year. And that was with the Detroit Lions not having Matthew Stafford and literally having guys that probably should not be in the NFL, no disrespect, starting in the NFL at quarterback. There are a lot more better players sitting on their couches that could have played quarterback in a better position. Oh, and then they had Carryon Johnson missing half of the game. They were picking guys up off the street to play running back there. Now they have DeAndre Swift and oh, and Marvin Jones missed half of the year.
0: All right. I right, mean, that's a good point. It's a good point. I've already got mine made here. Uh, offense, I'm taking the Packers.
1: I have the Packers offense actually number two. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't complain. Oh, i thought for I had a, a big three. disagreement. Uh, I, number I had, two. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait. I actually did have them number two. And it, it sucks because they easily could have been number one. If they were just smart in the draft and didn't take Jordan Love and didn't take AJ Dillon and actually took playmakers that are going to help them. They could have easily been number one, but I actually do have Green Bay number two. I have Minnesota three, Chicago four. So where do you, who do you have it to?
0: For offense, um, I go so number one on offense, I go Packers, number two, I go Vikings, number three, I go Lions, and number four I have the Bears.
1: We so we disagree on the Lions offense this year. Yep. Yep. Okay. Oh, and um, TJ Hawkinson missed half the year. No big deal. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, defense. Who do you have I number hate, one? I hate you so much.
0: Why? <laughs> because I don't know. I don't know. I just do. It's fine. Defense. Who do you got?
1: Chicago Bears number one.
0: Okay, agree.
1: Uh, I have the Minnesota Vikings number two.
0: After everyone they lost.
1: I know it was tough. Like it really was, and I probably I think they lost
0: like half it. their secondary
1: they to did. Cincinnati. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, I actually did want to take Green Bay here. This was the only one that I went back and forth on quite a bit, but I just can't like when I think of Green Bay, I just continue to think about how they couldn't stop the run in the NFC Championship game, and they didn't help the two positions of middle linebacker <laughs> and defensive tackle, like the two spots that we talked about yep. forever all off season. No, not gonna help that out. Or those two wide receiver, the three positions that you guys needed to work on, you didn't do anything on those three. So. Don't get me wrong, I love their their edge rushers, and I love Jair Alexander, and uh, Darnell Savage had a great year at yep. safety as a rookie. Like They have great players, It's just, and maybe it's just recency biased. Of, uh, the last team out of all of these that I saw were the Green Bay Packers, and they were getting fucking just stomped on, and I just can't get that out of my head. I, really, I just can't. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. Um,
0: So I actually went on defense. I'm just going to go one through four. Chicago, Packers, Vikings, and then Lions. Um, you make a good point about the Packers there, but what the Vikings lost, I don't think. I mean, they, they fixed it a bit in the draft because they had numerous picks, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I I can't disagree with you there. So we have our two and three swap, but I easily could have gone the other way as well. So uh, actually defensive defensively, so the biggest one is just still the Detroit offense. You had them three, I had them one uh going to special teams i went green bay minnesota detroit chicago and i almost put detroit at two but i ended up sticking them at three
0: so i actually went green bay detroit minnesota chicago so okay so packers lines vikings bears
1: yep so again just swapped our two and three but i can see it either way there so all right, so I guess we just have to get in a fight over uh, – let's see how this uh, offense plays out for these divisions.
0: Yeah, um, you do make a lot <laughs> of good points about the Lions, and that scares me. I'm just going to keep talking like this because I'm scared.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is my intimidated voice. Um, so, But it's interesting, though. It's actually – one it's very interesting – Detroit Lions averaged one and a half yards, and I know it's a one and a half yards, one and a half yards more per game than the Green Bay Packers last year on offense, even with all that stuff.
0: Of course, you have that stat just sitting in your fucking back pocket. (laughs) Yeah. Who would have friggin' thought it? I know. I know. So I love to see it, though. You love to see it. Uh, Something for
1: us to discuss with the North. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun once we get closer to the season when we start making some of our side bets and figure all this out. So we will be going to the AFC and NFC South next episode. So that'll be fun. That'll be talking about my team's division and then we'll end off when we do this next week again for our second episode, your division and the Wests. So. That does it for today's episode. Again, we appreciate you guys. Be sure to subscribe to us. Be sure to uh, rate us. We very much look forward to those, and I uh, really like getting the comments in there, figure out what we can do better on, what you guys like, what you guys dislike. Don't forget, we got a new logo, and that dropped last night. So, hey, if you guys want any swag, we are going to be making a jersey or jersey, a shirt order next week so just be sure to dms if you guys are interested in that don't worry some of our listeners i know who you guys are you guys have earned some through our little giveaway so i have a few to a few to give away but i got your guys' address and i will be shipping them off to you guys so as always you can find us at at talking underscore football you can find me at justin Therese and austin at austin champ 33 and hey let's give let's give austin a little bit of shout out here uh when you guys are listening to this this will you will be four days away from your daily sh- radio show. So congratulations on that, by the way. Um, this is actually our last episode before you were on daily.
0: I hadn't really thought of it that way, but you are exactly correct. Uh, I do appreciate the shout out there. I am very excited about this. Talk about a dream come true. This is it. Um, I get to do the podcast version uh, every single day for radio in a town that I grew up in, a very local area to me near to my heart. So being able to start a career in this area uh, means a lot and i'm super excited for it so
1: i appreciate it man you are welcome all right everybody today we've been talking football